Welcome back to Maury's Music. My name's Maury Rutch. And I'm Spoon Phillips. And we have, I wouldn't say a lot to talk about, but we have one thing to talk about. It's the Martin OM42. What's going on, Spoon? Uh, well, I am looking very forward to a, a elite, deluxe, colorful conversation about one of my favorite Martin guitar models. Excellent. One of our listeners on YouTube, S. Echo, asked us to talk about the OM42 today. And I'm not sure it's going to be a complete deep dive from front to back, but I want to touch on a lot of the important aspects of the Martin OM42. I wondered if you want to get us started with the history, or did you want to start somewhere else? Well, we can talk. I, I guess let's talk about the OM42 that we have today, and then we can talk about how it changed to get there, and then maybe then go back and talk about the much longer history. Um, because the OM42 is really a modern Martin, but today's OM42 has a lot of pre-war style features. And so it's a, a orchestra model, which means it's the auditorium body size, exact same size as the 14 fret triple O, but an OM is always long scale. And nowadays the Martin triple O's are almost always short scale. And it has a, a top that is braced with quarter inch bracing, a scalloped quarter inch bracing. And that's under the long string tension, that orchestra model bracing really allows that top to make the most of the energy that's coming in from the long, uh, long scale strings. And it has a, a OMs traditionally have a one and three quarter inch with that nut, even throughout the, the previous decades where um, most Martins had a one and 11 16th inch nut. But today we have the high performance taper on the OM42. So it is two and an eighth at the 12th fret. So it's a narrower uh, neck as you go up the frets than the earlier, what they call standard taper. Uh, that was on the OMs up until the standard series was reimagined in, correct me if I'm wrong, 2018? Does that sound right, Maury? That's correct. And I was going to ask you that as you finished up. A lot of our listeners often ask us, you know, do you have the reimagined version of that Martin guitar? In 2018, most of the standard series got quote-unquote reimagined by getting things like a wider nut, uh, darker toner on the top, and the binding went from being bright white to antique white, when it comes to something like the OM42 that hasn't been around that long, this is one of those outliers in the standard series that really didn't get much of a change because it already had the wider nut. And besides the top looking a little bit darker, it already had scallop bracing. So when you see that series-wide, the standard series got a big facelift 2018, guitars like the OM42 didn't really change all that much. That's correct. And they have it has abalone uh, inlay, a beautiful high color the abalone inlay around the edge of the top the sound hole rosette and it also the real signature of style 42 um, and also style 45 is that pearl extends down around the fretboard in what i call the fret insula where the fretboard is glued to the top and then it has these beautiful snowflake cat's eye inlays on the fretboard that uh, are just absolutely gorgeous. And it's got the Martin 
abalone logo that has Martin with the letters stacked on top of each other and a smaller C on one side of the M and a smaller F on one side of the other side of the M. So it's that classic C.F. Martin logo that originally appeared on their archtop jazz guitars in the 1930s and then and then moved over into uh, style 45 and style 42 on the flat top guitars. And the uh, OM42 gets two circular snowflakes, uh, one on either side uh, on the bridge. So that's a really uh, beautiful, ornate guitar. Uh, fits the old Martin slogan of ornate, but not ostentatious. And, um, and it's got the tortoise pickguard, the OM teardrop pickguard. Now that's something that has changed over the years. It looks much more, I don't know if you want to call it modern because the shorter pickguard that you get on an OM definitely looks more old timey than what you get on a, on a triple O, but it also isn't the exact shape uh, on it that the OMs in the 1930s have, like you see in the, uh, authentic series. But the other thing you mentioned the uh, that vintage toner or aging toner on the top, the modern OM42 also comes with the open back tuners. And that's, uh, that's something's definitely different from the previous version. And so is the fact that it has the modified low oval neck. So it has Martin's modern high performance neck, it combines the modified low oval that more people like than dislike terms of uh, in terms of Martin's own polling and sales figures matched with that high performance fretboard taper. And of course, beautiful black ebony fretboard and bridge. Um, it's a, a real stunning guitar. And I have to say it's one of the best looking Martin guitars with a sunburst. I am not a huge sunburst fan, but going all the way back to when this model was introduced, uh, when you have it with that 1935 sunburst that has the darker black edges to it, not the amber burst. I know people love the amber burst, but having that darker black uh, ring around the top and then turning into the sunburst inside with that abalone pearl is just gorgeous. I agree. Uh, Mari plays an OM, a uh, Rosewood OM, his OM28V. It's basically the same guitar in terms of the body and the bracing. Uh, I was an OM player my whole life until uh, till my aging hand issues sent me back to the short scale. But they are extremely versatile, versatile guitars. And this is an upscale version. And, and these days, uh, until, well, until you get up into the Maybe you can say the modern deluxes are an even more deluxe uh, style 42, but in terms of a non-dreadnought, this is the fanciest with the most glorious appointments of any of the OM, certainly in the standard series. Well, I listened to some of that stuff you just said, and uh, one of the words that really rang true to me, you said snowflakes on the bridge and snowflakes on the fingerboard. Do you realize that while we're taping this, there are only 14 more Fridays until Christmas? <laughs> Well, that's depressing. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it? <laughs> or not, depending if you really love Christmas. And I really love Christmas. I actually do. But um, yeah, I'm not a winter guy. So thank you. Thank you. At least, you know, at least we have football season to look forward to. We have, uh, you know, all the... Talk about depressing. Yeah, we have all... <laughs> Yes, my sympathies. Uh, on a completely <laughs> on a complete tangent, I had at my live fantasy football draft 
uh, we, we were in the same room, you know, for the first time in four, three or four years, and uh, only a few of us could make it. And I walked in, and there was a fellow wearing a uh, Dallas jersey and Dallas hat, and I walked in and said, my sympathies. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, speaking of that, because that, you know, there aren't there aren't stars on, on uh, the OM42, but but the those fret markers are like you have the round snowflake at the that looks kind of like a star up there at the first fret position and then you have double diamond and square style diamonds at the second position you have three markers at the fifth i'm sorry the third position and then the fifth position another pair of uh diamonds at seven um at nine you have a, another triple and then you get the, at 12, you get the two cat's eyes and uh, a larger single cat's eye at uh, 15. And then I think it might, I think it has something, a, a marker at 17 too. I think that's one of the things that's separated uh, Style 42's fretboard um, from some of the other styles they don't make anymore, like Style 30. But, um, but anyway, so that's today's modern OM42, extremely versatile. You can do anything on it you can do on a dreadnought and um, while still have that intimate finger picking guitar and with uh, top shelf woods. Um, nowadays, they grade them a little differently. They, you know, they have two ver they have two rosewoods, one's premium, one's rosewood, regular. And they have, uh, they used to do that scale one through eight for the spruce. Nowadays, they tend to do it a little differently, but 42 and 45 get the same. So it's got the same woods as 45. And so it's got the, the best tops and the best back and sides in terms of the cosmetic uh, perfection. And um, they're just mouth-watering guitars. So I'm glad somebody brought them up because I've always been a big fan of the OM42. I had a custom back in the day that was... Uh, a OM42V with an Adirondack top. And I really liked it, but that V-neck, that was right when my uh, old football injury in my in my thumb, base of my thumb joint was starting to act up. And I so I never, I did not keep that guitar. I didn't have it made. It was something I had bought used that um, some dealer that's not in business anymore uh, had done a run of them. But boy, did it look awesome. You keep talking about football injuries. Weren't you a kicker? <laughs> No, I was not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wish I would have thought that back in the day. You know, they still make a ton of money and get all the girls, but don't fall apart later in life. Um, <laughs> but um, so, yeah. So, and the OM42 pre before 2018, because you had mentioned that it, di it didn't have to change a lot to be reimagined. Before the change, it had just the clear toner, so it didn't really have any toner, though I still think the OM42 and the D42 did have because they were made to look, I'm pretty sure they did compared to the other standard series. They were designed to look like a pre-war Martin. And a lot of people still don't know this, but Style 42, today's Style 42 on the OM42 and the 0042 and the D42 actually look like a pre-1938 uh, style 45 Martin. That fretboard pattern that goes all the way from the first fret to the 17th fret was only on style 45. 
And when the D45 switched to hexes in the late 30s and the the triple O 45 stayed with those snowflake markers. And so when they came out with the D45 in 1969 or 68 and people were clamoring for the old fretboard markers with with the snowflakes rather than the hexagons. So basically, when they brought back the D45, it looked like a 1942 D45. And people were really asking Martin, can you do the snowflakes? And at the same time, that was the only pearly Martin. And they decided to come out with the, I guess in 1990, they came out with the OM45 and the OM and the OM28. That was the return of the modern OMs. And then in 1996, uh, Mike Longworth, uh, had convinced the company to do a guitar that looked like a D45 from the 30s, but didn't have pearl on the back and side, so it wouldn't cost as much. So it would be much uh, much more affordable. And instead of going back to the original Style 42 look, they replicated a pre-war D45 look on the D42 from the front. So it looks like a 19... 19- 36, 37 D45 from the front, but from the back, it doesn't have pearl and the sides don't have pearl. And that same year, they came out with the OM42 and had that same snowflake pattern. So it looks like, it looks a lot like a 1930s OM42 from the early 30s, but they didn't have the snowflakes on the bridge. That was kind of a long way to get around to that, but the modern OM42 really looks like an OM45 from the 30s. When you get into style 45, back when they made it, it has a different fret pattern, a fret marker pattern. It doesn't start until the fifth fret, where you get a big round snowflake at the fifth fret, and then it's a truncated pattern. So this is important for people who are ordering a modern Martin. You if you want the full snowflakes that go from the first fret all the way down, you do not ask for a style 42 fretboard because you're going to end up with no markers on your first and third fret. And because that's still considered the actual style 42 pattern. And uh, if anybody remembers the D42 Peter Frampton, that has that old fashioned uh, style 42 markers on it. And that pattern was originally designed for 12-fret guitars. I always thought it looked a, looks very unusual on a 14-fret guitar, which was one more reason, I think, why they, they went with the fancier fret markers on modern style 42. Well, you mentioned that 1996 was the year we first saw the OM42. That would have been a lovely trivia question. So now you owe me another one. Okay, well... That was when the OM42 came out, but that wasn't, the D42 and the OM42 were not the very first modern Martin production model made in what we see today and think of as style 42. So that's the trivia question for our audience, and hopefully we'll remember to give you the answer at the end of the program. What was the first production model in style 42 in the modern era, and by modern era, that means 1968 on. I should hope so. (laughs) In other words, years that I was alive. 
Yes, yeah. So really, uh, yes. The the at the time I switched from you know Brazilian to Indian. That's when a lot of Indian rose. That's when a lot of people see the 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 switch. Even though there were some pearly martins made with Brazilian rosewood right right at the crossover, but none of them were style forty two. So anyway, that's the question for today. Well, today's show is going along nice and peacefully, but I think I want to stir the pot. I'm going to say something, and you have to answer honestly. The OM42 is simply a dressed-up OM28. Change my mind. <laughs> well, today I'd say that's maybe even more true than it was before, except that you're getting higher-end woods. So the, the 28 is going to get you a level 5 or 6 top. Uh, the 42 is going to get you a level 7 or 8 top. Same thing with the back and sides. It's going to be a premium rosewood rather than the standard rosewood. Um, so, but otherwise, um, they've always been very similar. You, you know, when you went back, when we go back to when the OMs first reappeared, and I'm not talking about the odd limited edition thing they came out with as a guitar of the month or whatever, I'm talking 1990 when they introduced the OMs into the catalog uh, as a regular model, they made them in standard style 28. Back with this was white binding, black and white lines, black pickguard, and white, big white domino dot, dots on the fretboard. And they're very cool guitars. And they came out with the OM45. That is an OM with pearl on the back sides and top of the body and has hexagon markers, not the snowflakes that we see on Style 42. By that time, Style 42 was already around. So they stayed with the modern... A style 45 black pickguard and uh, hexagons and then a couple of, and then I, I guess six years later they retired those two OMs and they replaced them with more affordable ones so they replaced the OMs 28 and the what we now call the standard series with the OM 21 rosewood board and bridge micro dot uh, marker uh, on the fretboard and um, uh, no purfling around the edge of the top or back, and a very simple line backstrip. And, or maybe they don't even have a backstrip, I forget now, but I think they have just a very simple style 18 backstrip. And they replaced the OM45 with the OM42. And like the D42, they did have some kind of aging toner on the top that set them apart from the rest of the standard series because they were made to look, again, like a... 1930s style 45 guitar from the top but they had the closed back tuners they had uh, the d42 has a 111 16th inch low profile neck and the om42 had a one and three quarter inch low profile neck and again with the standard taper it was two and a quarter inch at the 12th fret today's guitar is two and an eighth inch at the 12th fret sleeker faster neck finger pickers sometimes like the wider neck because you get wider string spacing and it was a two and a quarter string spacing where the modern om42 has the two and five thirty seconds so we're not talking about very much wider really but a little bit goes a long way when it comes to string spacing but more and more people seem to prefer the modern string spacing because it's again designed for greater versatility to appeal to the most widest array of players and so 
you know, I think it's fair to say that it wasn't just a reimagining. It was an upgrade in, in some respects, in the eyes of certain people that like the neck, like the neck shape, like the string spacing, like the slightly darker uh, toner and the open back tuners and all that. And my comment was, was in jest more than anything, but I do know a lot of our listeners might be thinking, if I have the funds to do either an OM28 or an OM42, you know, which one should I get? I really don't want to go on record saying they sound exactly the same, but I am fairly confident as a player who's been playing guitar since the mid-80s and who's been playing an OM28 since the late 90s, I do hear more similarities than differences. And if you can afford either one, I don't even want to go so far as to say you should spend the extra money for the 42, but the 42 does have something special about it. And if you listen to them back to back, it's not fair to say they're cookie cutter. I agree. Well, yeah, I think you know me. I actually was personally responsible for starting a minor firestorm in the 90s when I started playing Martins in guitar stores in New York City. And I kept wanting to like these, uh, uh, the 45s and the 42s uh, because I loved the look, but I always liked the sound of the 28s better. And I started trying to figure out what it was. And there was something that I kept hearing in. And, you know, some people say it's my imagination, but I have definitely gotten uh, some, you know, pretty high end independent luthiers on record to back me up on this. But I hear what I would, I used to call a jangle, but then I realized that was a unintentionally negative sounding word. So I changed it to shimmer and that there was some sort of sonic shimmer in the highest highs and in the highest harmonics and that kind of stuff that appears in the voice of a Pearly Martin that doesn't appear. I think the OM42s and the OM28s do sound a little different. It's real. We're talking very subtle stuff. But over the years, I've, I, I hear it all, all the time. And I've owned, like I said, I owned that one custom. I had a second custom OM42 deep body that was based on the uh, Pat Donahue signature model and with Madagascar Rosewood back and sides and Adirondack spruce top and uh, slotted peg head. And I uh, love that guitar. Uh, that's one of the guitars I regret selling. But again, it had a big, uh, big V-neck on it. And um, so I did let it go. And I had an OM42, I mean, an OM28V in the house at the same time. And there, of course, the different spruces. But, but yeah, I definitely hear a difference. However, it's still subtle. I'm not saying the OM, uh, OM28 is a, is a sonic step down from an OM42, because frankly, I love the sound of the uh, OM28 and, the, uh, and all of the 28s. That's, that's like, for me, my favorite Martin sound. And I think people like opulence. People love the look of Pearly Martins. Um, of course, you have an, another option that we haven't even mentioned, which is the Triple O 42, which is basically the short scale version of it. That was quite different. There was a greater difference between those two guitars pre-1928, 19, excuse me, 2018, because the Triple O 42 was a short scale V-necked guitar. It was essentially the exact same guitar as the Triple O 28 Eric Clapton, only in it with the with the Pearl and the Snowflakes. Oh, right. And so it was literally the same guitar, um, only similar to if you had taken it, ordered your OM 28V and, and had it done in style 42 Pearl, it's, it would be that similar. 
And so I always thought that was a fascinating thing. There was no such thing as a, uh, they may have considered it part of the Vintage series, which I thought was fascinating. Or maybe they didn't, but they, because they Clapton wasn't in the Vintage series either. So I just thought it was a really odd choice when they came out with the Triple O 42 and it had a big one and three quarter inch V-neck instead of the, the low profile neck that the rest of the standard series had. But now it does. Now it has the modified low oval, like all the other Triple O's. And so there's another comparison for you, the Triple O 42 and the Triple O 28 virtually the exact same guitar. One of them has the pearl, one of them has the herringbone, one of them has the top shelf wood, and one of them has the standard wood, which as we all know is is extremely good wood uh, compared to what you find in the rest of the guitar world, but um, standard by Martin standards. So the triple O 42 predates the OM? No, 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 it does not. The trip, the OM42, the old OM42 with the low profile neck came out in 96. The triple O came out in 2005, maybe. So it was a late, it was a late addition to, uh, to what Martin was, may have by that time have been calling the standard series, but the vintage series was still around then, but they didn't call it a triple O 42 V. They just called it a triple O 42. But it had, the, it had the Clapton neck on it, exact same neck as the Clapton, the same string spacing. So I thought that was always very fascinating. And then that went away when they imagined it and, uh, and really kind of brought it in line with the rest of it, of the standard series. So now you have the, not only do you have your choice between your OM28 and your OM42, you have your choice between the long scale OM42 or the short scale triple O42. And of course, the triple O twenty eight as well. So, so I think there are you know plenty of options there. It's not just a matter of pearl and no pearl. It's also long scale and short scale. So, well, before I make another horrific timeline mistake, you promised to talk about the history of the OM forty two, and I have to bet some of our listeners are looking forward as well. Um, but I kind of did that in terms of the the modern stuff, even though I, I apologize for my meandering ways uh, getting around to it, but. Prior to the last guitars made in style 42 before the modern era was triple O 42s in 1943. Uh, it, re- it officially left the catalog in 1942. Uh, again, this, this was, a lot of people know this, Second World War, a lot of shortages and a lot of austerity. And so Martin... This is when Martin lost the herringbone. A lot of the purfling that Martin used actually came from Germany. And so it simply wasn't available anymore. And as they were running out of things like herringbone and the diamonds and squares fret marker uh, material and stuff like that, they they retired all that stuff. And that's when you started, started seeing the black and white lines and you started seeing the dots on the fretboard, the Art Deco dots instead of the diamonds and squares and all that. So... Um, the OM42 actually existed back then. In 1930, they made two OM42s. They made them probably for the same dealer, but these OMs had that truncated fretboard pattern. So it starts at the fifth fret with a big round snowflake that's bigger, I believe it's bigger than the one you, you have on the current OM42 at the first fret. And then it had similar markings going down from there. But otherwise, it, it looks like all of the 42s that you see uh, in smaller sizes and the 12 fret sizes of the 
20s and 30s and 40s. Both of those OMs, when I was first coming up and first heard about them, read about them, uh, one was missing and thought destroyed, and the other one was basically destroyed. Both of them now exist in playable condition. They were uh, brought back to life by you know, modern-day luthiers. I'm not sure who now. I don't remember. I do know that Eric Schoenberg used to have one, and I'm not sure who did the work to restore it. But they've both been restored. They're both in private hands, and they're still out there, which I think is pretty cool. But that was the only uh, OM42 that existed until 1996, unless there were some Guitar of the Month club or something like that, you know, limited edition in the maybe in the 1980s. But Style 42 itself goes all the way back at first appeared in the Martin catalogs in the mid-1870s as a 0042. And, uh, but we know that they made it earlier than that. There's uh, definitely, definitely some that exist before then. And uh, it was called Style 42 because it cost $42. <laughs> and that's where Martin first came up with the style names. It was a fancier version than the 0040 which dates back to circa 1858. So pre-American Civil War, the fanciest, largest guitar that Martin made was the 0040, and it cost $40, which I would imagine in 1858 and onward was a, a lot of money. It looked a lot like the 42s that we think of today. It had fancy fret markers. It had I'm still talking about style 40 right now. It had the pearl trim around the edge of the top, similar to today's style 41. It did not have pearl around the fret insula, around the bound uh, fretboard, um, which we forgot to mention. All style 42 guitars, modern and ancient, have a bound fretboard, so you don't see the fret ends, and that's always always considered a, a deluxe feature to have a bound fretboard. In 1840, it would have been bound in elephant ivory and it had an elephant ivory bridge as well. And the difference between the original $40, 0040, and the more expensive 0042 that cost $42 is the Fred Insula. It had the Fred Insula pearl that comes around the, the uh, extension of the fretboard, and the 42s had an adjustable neck, what they called a screw neck. And uh, it was something that Martin brought over from Germany from his uh, time making the Stauffer style guitars. And it was one of the, uh, the 0042 uh, had an adjustable neck longer than perhaps any, any Martin model in that era. Uh, didn't show up in the catalog until the 1870s. Um, they did not have a great record keeping back then. We do know that, the, we know that when it shows up again in the 1880s, they were still making it, but, but existing documentation on the uh, 0042 shows the that it had lost the adjustable neck by the sometime in the 1880s. The fret markers differed here and there over the years. In um, Early in the 1900s, maybe even 1900, maybe 1910, they came out with the 0042. Um, again, we're all talking about 12 fret guitars here. This was the biggest at that time, largest 42 ever. Um, style 45 shows up about this time, originally as a 42S for 42 special order for the extra pearl. And then they realized, okay, well, we should call this something else. And 45, style 45 appears. Style 42 still remains for the most part 
the fanciest and biggest, uh, biggest and fanciest Martins made. And 1919, it loses the elephant ivory and they go with celluloid. And so that's the beginning of what we think of as grain to ivoroid binding, the faux ivory bindings on the neck and the backs and sides. And at that time, the bridge also changed to ebony. They got rid of the, uh, instead of making a celluloid bridge, they went with an ebony bridge. Hmm. And that's the, uh, still talking about the 00 and 00 42 at this time. Uh, 0042s from the 20s and 30s are some of the most uh, prized Martins ever made. And Belly Bridge, they went, they lost the pyramid flat, uh, you know, straight pyramid bridge, went to the Belly Bridge. I'm going to say 1928 in there, uh, maybe. And then the OM42 appeared in the first 14 fret. Style 42 Martin was those two OM42s. They only made one D42 in the 1930s. It was a 14 fret D42, a left-handed guitar that was made for Tex Fletcher, who was a major major country star at the time i'm pretty sure it had his name on it so it didn't have like the modern it didn't have any kind of like 42 fret markers i think it said tex fletcher on the on the fretboard hmm. and but it ha basically had the pearl on the pearl around the peninsula and only on the top nothing on the back and sides so that's all there was in the 42s in terms of 14 fret 42s because everything was tw uh, 45s until they came out well, then we jump up to the modern era. Uh, Eric Schoenberg, the, the ragtime guitarist, he was the man that convinced Fred Martin to finally make 14 fret OMs again. You know, convinced him that fingerstyle players wanted them, and they made a short run of OM45s for Eric Schoenberg's shop in Pittsburgh that's been long gone. And I think they may have done OM28s at some point for him too, but OM45s, 1969. I was surprised that Eric... Doesn't, didn't seem to realize that that was the uh, the 30th anniversary of the OM, which entered the catalog in 1930, even though they made a few of them in 1929. But that was it for the OMs until I think they came out with the Barry, Barry, uh, Perry Bechtel signature model. That was the very first artist signature model. Perry Bechtel being the uh, jazz musician from the 1920s who wanted uh, Martin to make him a guitar with more than 12 frets free from the body. And they came out with what we now know in later scholarship was considered a 0028S special order. And it had a slotted headstock, and but otherwise had a lot of features of uh, that Martin then took and uh, to create the very first OM28 in 1929. And uh, so that was commemorating the peribectal order of his OM. Even Martin didn't know what that guitar really looked like, so that peribectal model has a doesn't have a slotted headstock and and have some uh, some other features here and there that that are that we think of as the 1930s OMs. And then um, I don't remember when the peribectal came out, but that was the 1990s. Um, um, maybe yeah, it's got to be 1990s. But then uh, and then Eric Clapton. Uh, explodes with MTV Unplugged, and all of a sudden, small-bodied Martins are extremely desirable, and uh, Martins really goes in and really starts. Uh, they've already they'd already come out with the OMs, and they'd already come out with the M's, but that's when the the revolution for people wanting uh, 
you know, small body Martins to rock out on uh, really took off. And which brings us to the answer of our trivia question. So perhaps Maury will let us know at the end of the drum roll, what was the first modern Martin guitar made in what we now consider style 42. The answer is the triple O 42, Eric Clapton. That's right. That's right. 1995. Uh, they made a uh, special limited edition Eric Clapton model that was, has essentially the, uh, the modern style 42 appointments. This of course was based on a guitar that he played on MTV unplugged. He had a couple of them. One was a, was a, uh, he had a triple O 45 and he had a triple O 42, but there wasn't really a triple O 42. It was a triple O 28 that had been pearlized uh, after market. But yeah, so he, uh, he helped bring the whole thing forward because the very next year, Martin came out with the D 42 and the own 42 and the rest is 42 history. And I don't know what you guys are thinking. Yes. MTV used to play music. <laughs> Hard to believe, I know. Um, <laughs> was not a big fan of MTV. I saw that, you know, Video Kill the Radio Star. I saw immediately how many uh, low-talent nabobs were becoming famous because of funny and interesting-looking videos that had nothing to do with the music until Unplugged came out. And that really won me over. And then I, you know, I became a big fan of MTV Unplugged and the live performances that they would do with all those people. That was very cool. And I got to tell you, not speaking as a music shop owner or a homer, but that MTV Unplugged in general really, really drew me in. And especially that Clapton Unplugged concert, that's a CD. Uh, those of you guys listening who know what a CD is, that's a CD that I really, really wore out. That whole performance front to back, Eric Clapton Unplugged really made a big, big impression on me. Yeah, I mean, and so, you know, Martin even uh, cites it as really helping save their business at a, a time when they flock of seagulls was what, you know, what was going on with two guys in a synthesizer. <laughs> um, they had never been in worse shape in terms of guitar sales. And that broadcast like single-handedly uh, changed uh, the course of Martin history and really got people, lots of people interested in, in vintage Martins that had never been interested in vintage Martins. And then that brought about the vintage series and that brought about all these, you know, dealers asking, can't you make uh, Martins with V-necks? Can't you make Martins with the wider, you know, fretboard? Can't you make Martins with forward shifted scallop bracing? Can't you, you know, do this and that and the other thing that eventually led to the vintage series and the golden era series and the authentic series. And now we're all the way up to, you know, come full circle to the modern OM42 and the standard series and the other standard series guitars that almost all of them well, really all of them that you can buy today in the standard series, they look like guitars from the old vintage series. They just have the modern neck and the modern binding and the antique binding. And so, you know, all of that leads back to uh, Eric Clapton playing his quasi-0042 uh, on MTV Unplugged. 
And the OM42 for the longest time was the only way you could get a smaller body instrument from Martin with the pearl trim, except for a really interesting model that had a very short shelf life in the mid 2000s. If I remember correctly, Spoon, 2004 is the year I'm thinking about. Do you remember the OM41 Special? Yes, I do remember the OM41 Special. Not very well because I never saw very many of them. I'm pretty sure, though, that that may have come out at NAMM 2005. Um, but you might be right. I don't remember right now. They also had a D4, they had a D41 Special that was came out earlier. That was like a vintage -y. You have to remember back in the day, the Martin Dreadnoughts didn't have forward shifted bracing. And in fact, the D41 at one point didn't even have scallop bracing when it first came out. And um, and so the D41 Special uh, looked a lot like a D42, but it didn't have the pearl around the Fred Insula. And the OM41 Special was similar. It looked like a it looked similar to the OM42 and the Triple O42, but it did not have the pearl around the fretboard extension, which saved people a lot of money because that's extremely hard to do, and it takes a, a, a highly paid master crafts, craftsman or craftswoman to miter and put in all that pearl around that peninsula, around the corners and get around those corners and, and you know, go through where the rosette is and all that takes a lot of time and uh, a skill. And so that ends up being passed on to the customer in, in additional cost. So as much as we love the 42s, uh, 40, the D41 is a a very good guitar to look at too, and for people who are looking at um, Pearl. But unfortunately, we don't have, uh, there aren't a lot of small models that are made in 41, just that 41 special. And same thing with 45. Martin Martin has rarely made a small body 45 since that short run from 90 to 96 of the OM45. So they made some OM45s in, in the Vintage series and the GE series and uh, um, but they, it's not something you find very often. And so the OM42 has been the, uh, and now the triple 42, you know, those are your, your choices for small body Martins with uh, a lot of glorious pearl. I'm going to throw a spoon, a tough question. I'm going to count backwards from three and we're both going to name one of my closest, tallest friends, who's also a customer and a sometimes bandmate and a co-host on Martin vs. Martin Thursdays on Facebook and YouTube. This next person we're going to name plays an OM42, and he plays the stuffings out of it. Three, two, one. Marshall Fleischer. Marshall Fleischer. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say it a little slower than that. Hi, Marshall. And yes, he does. Yes, he does. Let's pause for a moment and listen to a sound sample of a Martin OM42, played by our pal, Marshall Fleischer.
So, you know, and I, one thing I don't see very often, I go, go back to what, uh, what we were talking about. You don't see um, 42 sunbursts very often, but I still think they, uh, they are one of the best looking uh, sunburst guitars you can get. And um, it's really the only one I've ever been drawn to and said, I think I'd like to own one of those someday, but it hasn't happened yet. That's a good point, though. The way that that pearl really, really stands out with the stark contrast of the dark black edge of a top. I mean, sunbursts look nice anyway, and anything with pearl usually looks good to me. But when you do put that contrast together, it really does pop in a way that other guitars really don't have. Yes, yes, indeed. And and same thing with black guitars in general. Martin has here and there made uh, black guitars with pearl um, trim, and same thing. It, re it just leaps out from it. So... So yes, well, I hope that has satisfied our our listener who wanted to know the history of the OM42. I joked right before we uh, started this program saying, well, the OM42 came out in 1996 and it hasn't changed a bit. Thank you. Good night. No, but it... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that might be the version we actually release. <laughs> but it is, but it did change, uh, you know, in significant ways in 2018. Um, but... And in its heart and soul, it's still an OM. From 1990 onward, uh, the Martin OMs have been quarter-inch scallop bracing, Sitka on Sitka, unless you're in special series. And they're just uh, extremely successful uh, guitars. Um, some people will remember that the original OMs in the 1930s, um, they actually have a 5 16th inch X-brace and quarter-inch soundbars, sound uh, tone bars. But they're also made much, much lighter than the modern OMs are, thinner woods and so forth. And so Martin went with a quarter-inch all the way around X-Brace and tone bars on their modern OMs to help that top be as flexible as possible. And I think they just, it's an absolute home run every time. Never played a bad Martin OM that wasn't uh, made in the traditional uh, standard series build, and uh, I remain a, a super fan. Well, thank you again, S. Echo, for suggesting the topic of today's show. We hope you enjoyed our OM42 history lesson, and if anyone else is listening to this thinking about another Martin guitar in general, please let us know what you'd like to hear about next at support at mariesmusic.com or here in the comment section on YouTube. From all of us at Mari's Music, thanks for listening. Hear you later. This has been a presentation of Maury's Music, your trusted source for Martin and Blue Ridge guitars. Find us online at maurysmusic.com. I was going to say, you know, and Maury suggests something too to me. He suggests a baboon. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I'm just kidding. That's totally not fair to the rest of the baboons.